right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the first iteration of our podcast. Um, it's just something new, a little bit of a project for 2022 that, um, I don't know, just something that was placed on my heart, something that I felt like there was an urgency for, specifically in my life. You know, um, I'm 21 years old, looking to grow in a couple of different areas, whether that be, you know, mentally physically of course but you know also sometimes i feel like there needs to be a priority on the spiritual side not even to sound so crazy or majestic or anything like that but just on a practical sense i feel like there's a lot that we can find in text in the scriptures that can really help us in our day-to-day life so that's kind of the purpose of this podcast um we've titled it or i've titled it into the waves um because my company waves music you know just a little play on words there but it, this is just a space for anyone anything any ideas really it's kind of like i want to dive deeper and that that's why the name into the waves came out and so i just want to introduce my co-host my my partner in this journey um if i didn't introduce myself my name is samuel paredes um i'm just like i said a 21 year old dude trying to live life um i'd say i could consider myself an audio engineer (laughs) i studied um I received my Pro Tools certification from Foothill College back in 2019. Um, So I am, in that sense, an audio engineer, I guess you could say. But more than anything, I'm just a guy trying to live my life, trying to grow. Like I said, I have a couple different business ventures, different ideas. I'm also a musician. So um, sort of my perspective on this is going to usually be geared towards certain questions around that. But without further ado, I want to introduce the GOAT, in my opinion, one of the um, best communicators who in my life has sort of influenced me throughout my journey. Um, he's here with me right now. I don't know if he has anything to say. He can feel comfortable to do whatever he wants to do. This is just free flow, comfortable. Thank you, Samuel. Uh, well, very good. Thank you for having us. Uh, here of course. is the first podcast of many are coming. Y saludamos a todos eh, la audiencia que en habla español, en español. Es cierto, es cierto. Correcto. Y este, ¡Aleluya, aleluya! <ríe> bueno, este, primeramente, gracias por tenernos en este tiempo. Mi nombre es uh, Roberto Carlos, no como el futbolista, <ríe> Trash. ni tampoco como el cantante. Trash. Pero bueno, así me puso mi papá y pues para todos ustedes, eh, para aquellos que van a estar escuchando este podcast, les mandamos un abrazo, un saludo. Esperamos que este comienzo de año sea un buen comienzo y sobre todo que los planes que ustedes tengan sean planes que se alineen sobre todo a lo que Dios tiene para cada uno en sus vidas. This, this guy is, uh, he, he's been a little bit humble. Eso está siendo un poquito humilde. He, he is, um, just so that we get a little bit of his background, our background, his perspective. Um, he is a pastor. I don't know. Is that, is that your formal term? Is, or how do you like to categorize yourself? What, what do you, how do you introduce yourself? Well, you can say that because I'm, uh, I work as a associate pastor here in right. Redwood City, right. uh, full-time ministry. So, yeah, we can say that, yeah. yeah. Pastor, pastor, um, pero más que, más que nada es un pastor que tiene más de 25 años de experiencia en el ministerio sirviendo aquí en la iglesia local, específicamente en el área de la bahía. Diría que mucha gente, ha tra- has trabajado con mucha gente, ¿no? Like, diferentes ministerios aquí en el área de la bahía, pero primarily here, I'd say, in the city of Redwood City, right? For, sí, for prácticamente, eh, bueno, eh, la iglesia eh, la cual nosotros pues pertenecemos right. tiene ya 40 años, celebramos el año pasado 
y gracias a Dios eh, yo estoy cumpliendo prácticamente casi mis 25 años de ser parte de Visión Mundial Ministries, eh, Centro Cristiano Sion en la ciudad de Rebus City, fundada eh, por el apóstol David La Quintana, casi 40 años, eh, siendo parte del cuerpo ministerial por los últimos casi 25 años. So, sí, eh, hemos tenido la, la oportunidad de poder trabajar no solamente a nivel local, sino también internacional. Yeah, for eh, sure. Entonces, que... Like, different, what, what's like some of those places you've been to? Bueno, eh, podría decir eh, de que Dios me ha dado la oportunidad de poder haber estado en siete países, desde México, eh, Guatemala. Shout out eh, Mexico. Shout out Guatemala. Eh, Nicaragua, todos Nicaragua. Este, los que les gustan los nacatamales. Nacatamales, what? Sí, oh, yeah, es, y Nicaragua, I'd have to say salpicón. Classic. El salpicón, sí. Eh, no. lo, lo que me encantó. If you guys know what salpicón es, man, el salpicón es crazy. Eh, no todos te pueden comer salpicón. No. No, so, bueno, no todos lo pueden hacer. ¿eh? También, y, y, porque y es carne pues, especial. Es muy sabrosa. Lo que me gustó en Nicaragua fue el fresco. Sí. Lo que le llamamos el fresco. Nosotros, yo soy originario de El Salvador. Oh, y I get it, I get it. El fresco, el, el agua fresca. Aguas ¿no? naturales. Aguas, aguas naturales. Yeah, okay. Tienen una combinación de, de jugo de naranja con melón. Y le echan un poquito melon, de vainilla. Like orange melon? Como eh, like, el, el, o melón verde. No, melón. El, eh, el anaranjado. El anaranjado yeah, okay. eh, mezclado con jugo de naranja y un poquito de vainilla. Mm. En Nicaragua fue algo... Me Schmack. encantó. Oh, no, 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 no. Y luego hemos estado eh, en lo que es Colombia. Hemos estado también en Perú. Colombia. Y este, bueno, es, eh, acá en los Estados Unidos también. Así con que, los peruanos. Con los peruanos. Sabroso. Mandamos un saludo a toda la comunidad peruana. Yeah. Sobre todo a aquellos que les gusta el... ¿Qué? El lomo. Lomo saltado. El lomo saltado. Sí, sí, si sí. a ustedes les gusta el lomo saltado, somos de la misma gente. Amén. Aleluya. Con una Inca Cola. Inca Cola. Classic. Right, right. Pero, what's better? Inca Cola o Cola Champán? Oh, bueno, ahí, ahí hay una competencia fuerte porque la cola champán es, es algo típico del Salvador, muy original. ¿Dónde están que... los salvadoreños? Por ahí han de estar, de seguro. Algunos salvadoreños están escuchando esto. Ahí nos dejan saber de dónde nos están escuchando. Correcto, dónde, sí, you sí. Know, whatever you're listening this podcast on, whether it be YouTube, um, if you found it on Instagram, Facebook, just let us know de dónde nos están escuchando. Queremos saber nosotros. Nosotros estamos aquí en the 650, the Bay Area. You already know. Toda la gente de la Bay Area, ánimo, ánimo, ánimo. Sé que vamos bien, sé que estamos animados. Recientemente, pues, con lo de los Niners. What's up with that, you know? Oh, Crazy. bueno, están mejorando. Eh, I don't know. Bueno, ¿sabes qué, Samuel? En, real, en realidad, eh, eso es lo que pasa. Eh, la vida es, es, es un... Es un Tiempo donde hay tiempos quizás donde quizás la gente lo mira como estancamiento, pero en realidad es un tiempo de preparación. Es un tiempo donde, donde se va mejorando. Eh, los, los años de oro de los 49ers, cuando estaba Joe Montana, estaba Jerry Rice. Right. I mean, todo todo mundo iba con, I mean, yeah. todo mundo iba con los Niners. Sí, cierto. Eh, y luego, pues tú sabes, ellos no iban a hacer eh, todo el tiempo. No. So, me imagino que en cada equipo hay temporadas de preparación donde ahora tenemos este tremendos eh, deportistas. El, el ¿Cómo se llama? El, el, el um, quarterback. Kittle. Eh, no, este, perdón, el, 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 que, el que tira. De los 49ers? De los 49ers, game? sí, sí, sí. Uh, I mean, Jimmy, eh, Gala, Jimmy Gala, Gala, Garoppolo. Oh, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. Ya, ya, ya. O sea, un tremendo joven. Eh, tiene un tremendo potencial. Okay. Yeah. Eh, no, no, no es profético lo que voy a decir, pero yo creo que ese muchacho tiene la capacidad para poder llegar como Montana. 
porque eh, está joven, eh, yeah. le falta experiencia. So. He has a lot to grow, I think. Correcto, correcto. I mean, he was under the tutelage of one of the greatest quarterbacks of the current day-to-day, -day, Tom Brady. You know, he was oh, right. from, uh -huh. when he was in New England. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's true. I think, though, it's crazy because this year the Bay Area pretty made it pretty far with both teams. You know, in this case, they weren't necessarily the Bay Area anymore, mm -hmm. the Las Vegas Raiders. But yeah, yeah, the Raiders. a lot of the people from the Bay yeah. support the Raiders still, you know. But it's like, back to that point that you were touching on about like, con esos procesos de estancamiento y cosas así, lo vemos. Es, son, son como olas. It's like waves, you know. Con todo lo vemos. Y creo que, como dices, it's a good synonym for life. The way that people have rises and falls, things like that. And I mean, ultimately, that's what the human process is. It's part of life. It's going through different things, aprendiendo cómo lidiar con ciertas cosas, ciertas situaciones. Y en este caso, o sea, nosotros nos categorizamos, mucha gente dentro de nuestro sistema de fe, cristianos, es el término que usamos, ¿verdad? Pero siento que el término de un cristiano, muchas veces tenemos la mentalidad de que, oh, that's a certain type of person, right? Like a certain picture, a certain painting of what a Christian can be. But in the reality is, en la Biblia no nos dice necesariamente, hey, ¿sabes qué? El cristiano modelo o el cristiano tiene estos reglamentos o tiene que caer bajo estas características. Sino que nos, lo que nos da, mucha gente le llaman a esto the B-I-B-L-E, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. I like that term. It's like an instruction manual. Mm -hmm. Es como, como un manual que nosotros nos fue dejado por, en este caso, hombres de Dios, you know, que fueron inspirados por el Espíritu Santo, right? Es la definición de lo que es la Biblia, pero creo que lo vemos, un pastor una vez escuché que dijo que la Biblia es como un mapa para sus tesoros, like a treasure map, that in here lies, like, you know, the little journeys, the little, y aquí, it teaches you how to avoid certain obstacles, how to deal with certain obstacles, but it doesn't prepare you for everything, right? This book was written thousands of years ago, But it's crazy how the wisdom is still relevant today, you know? Like someone like yourself who's been in the walk of the Christian faith for, I don't know, you've been in ministry for 25, but you've been a Christian or have been influenced by faith, would you say your whole life maybe? Toda tu vida, ¿verdad? Pretty much, yeah. Que, o sea, tú has visto mentalidades diferentes. Se puede considerar, lo has visto de todo, se podría decir, o con, you know, como... Well, I would say I would that? say the good percent of uh, different walks, you know, uh, estilos or like, ¿cómo lo categorizas tú? En tu opinión, tú tienes un sistema de categorización o cómo ves en general cómo te identificas tú? Bueno, uh, yo pienso de que yo siempre lo, lo pongo de esta manera, eh, sobre todo eh, me imagino aquellas personas que nos van a estar escuchando en diferentes países donde muchas veces hay diferentes tipos de necesidades en cada país. Eh, me recuerdo hace años eh, yo hablaba eh, acerca de esto, donde, por ejemplo, en los países como Nicaragua, El Salvador, Guatemala, eh, la necesidad diaria de allá es, es un poco diferente a la que nosotros vivimos en los Estados Unidos. ¿Cómo en qué aspectos? Por ejemplo, allá eh, me recuerdo incluso cuando yo crecí, y muchas veces te he compartido esta, esta, estas historias, donde allá para comerse una hamburguesa, era un privilegio, eh, era, era comer un, un niño, comer una hamburguesa y sobre todo el McDonald's. Mickey D's. Yeah, era, era una gran fiesta. Crazy. Era, era algo importante, ¿no? 
Uh, ahora, acá nosotros eh, a la esquina, de aquí nosotros prácticamente caminamos For menos real, de cinco minutos like y compramos una hamburguesa, un Big Mac. I mean, yeah. Entonces, muchas de las veces, la manera como uno crece, de la manera como, como, como tú creces en tu sociedad, es la manera como te hace shape tu right. vida. Right. The, way, the way you're surrounded by society, the way you, you kind of like grow, the way you live. So the way I see it is that I remember when I was a little kid, when I was a young man, yeah. that you know I, I used to um, we used to have some churches around our block, and um, I didn't want to really deal with the church. Uh, for me, it was too boring. It was boring. like I mean, kind of was like, it the style of church? Because that that's kind of like a big question. You but know, I, like, pretty much, I can I can say there was more like you know I I I, the, the, I remember and don't, don't get me wrong, huh? Because uh, I mean, the, please, I I I hope you don't get me wrong. And you know that as a young man, you know having fourteen, uh, fifteen, uh, seeing a a a man with the white shirt pretty much all the time and with black uh, pants. Mm, it was kind of like for me too formal. Okay. Right? Okay. And then, sure. you know, we all need, I mean, yeah. at that time I like, needed... If I, you're 14 years old, you're probably into what, you know, the would say, para no revelar tu edad, obvio, pero like la era, cuando, en qué años, digamos, era eso, the 80s? 80, the 90s? 80s pretty much, yeah. I mean, come on. You're a 14-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid in the 80s, the 90s. We know what's going on there. Big revolution and things like music, culture. Like, I don't know how much of an influence U.S. culture played in your life, maybe growing up, because that's a big part of your story, you know? Like, you weren't always from the United States. Eres, tienes la mentalidad de alguien que vino de otro país y se integró aquí. Como tú dijiste, estabas hablando de cómo tu cultura ha formado quién eres, tu, tu, tu identidad, podríamos decir. En este caso, en esa edad que tú tenías... No te interesaba la iglesia lo que estabas diciendo o like cuáles eran tus intereses si no era eso porque cómo llegaste a ser un pastor hoy en día you know like you can kind of ask yourself that question yeah, right? you know uh, I mean uh, like I was saying you know uh, we all grew like let's say for Mexico Guatemala El Salvador Nicaragua it was it's a big thing you know um, the, the the big churches you know, mm. the traditional okay. churches if we can okay. say that you know the traditional because I grew up with in uh, my my grandparents I grew up with my mm. grandparents and we used to go to uh, to church every Sunday in the traditional church you know and so like if we were to categorize or describe the traditional church for someone who maybe like is younger who doesn't have a sense how would you describe that it it, it was a matter of you know you have to go like okay. like every Sunday you know you have to get up and you have to go. Waking up like what six seven a.m. Six and then you know get ready and you have to go no matter what. Okay. So it was it was pretty much a tradition. And this right? is more of like a I'm assuming like a communal sense. Is there a yes huge sense of community? Yes okay. yes. I mean we we used to you know we used to pretty much el todo el pueblito el pueblo, en, en yeah. toda toda la toda gente, gente iba. Estoy hablando más de 300 personas, 500 personas reunidas en la... En la ¿Otros jóvenes también? Gente claro, de oh, no, claro, okay, claro, okay. sí, sí, so, sí, entiendo. claro, claro, yeah. entonces, pero la iglesia... Es un movimiento diferente, me imagino. Claro, no, no, no. A lo claro. que vemos hoy en día con ministerios completamente diferentes. Oh, no, no, no. Digamos, especialmente en la área de la juventud. Correcto, ¿sí correcto. ¿Entiendes? Like, I, me imagino que en ese entonces no había youth programs o like, Servicio de jóvenes o, o, o cómo trabajaba. That, en ese that, that was that was kind of like for me when when I you know because when I grew up you know we used to you know have friends we used to hang around and that was the problem. See when we I used to see these young these people with the white shirt with the black pants and that was for me that was the the, the evangelical church. Okay. 
So it was kind of boring. So it was no program for a young man like me with with the punk hair, mm. uh, with the pants, and you know a break dancer, break dancer, and, and okay. those times right, a, a right. break dancer to have a place in the church. Mm. So for me, it was like that's not for me right now. I get it. So that's kind of like you know, and in the in the, the traditional, I mean, yeah, we, we you go because you have to go. Your grandparents said you have to go and you have to go, and there you will see some other young men, but it was not or what they say, a, a cup of tea. Mm, like everyday I cup of it. tea for a young man yeah, to be yeah, no, really pretty sure, much no. in a religious way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can imagine, as you're saying, something like the whole concept of break dancing. We're talking about being influenced by one of the greatest movements culturally, you know, hip-hop, the influence of hip-hop. And I'm assuming, I don't know what kind of role that might have played in your life specifically. Do you remember growing up listening to like, certain musical influences that might have also shaped your character? Because that's something that I like. I don't know. Me as someone who's in music, who likes music, I think that the way that I think about it is music is almost like the soundtrack. It's the flavor to your life. And in certain parts and eras of your life, you're, the music that you listen to almost tells a story about what you're going through, right? And so in this case, mentioning things like breakdance, not that it doesn't have influences of faith or religion, but there's just really not much of a connection between the two. You know, like hip-hop, it's its own thing. Being, quote-unquote, in the church at that time was probably something completely different. But I think it's interesting to see the journey, though. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, Samuel, the, 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 the thing was that during those, during those years in the, in the, in the uh, 80s, if we can say 75, 80, 85, we, we had a civil war. Hmm. Okay, because I'm from El Salvador. So a lot of people, you know, maybe they're right. going to get connected with what I'm about to say. So El Salvador, we were so influenced from USA. Yo me recuerdo que uh, la música que nosotros escuchábamos uh, era totalmente en inglés. Sí. Eh, estaciones como La Femenina, uh, est estaciones como el, el, el ABC. Había una estación que se llamaba ABC. ¿Esto no, es en El Salvador? Esto es, okay. estoy hablando okay. en El Salvador. So, Uh, so what kind of tech you're talking about rocking around with the Walkman headphones? What type of vibe are we talking about here? No, uh, in the sense that that let's say you know, was it a personal experience music or was it a communal experience music? I, I think it was more in the in the in the community experience because every time you get up in the in the bus, right, they will play. You know, me It's recuerdo. Culture, oh no, no, no. Yo me recuerdo que tú te subías al, al bus para ir a la escuela o para ir y, lo, y tú te sentabas y, y si el, 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 el bus driver era joven, ¿qué tú crees que iba poniendo? Lo que le gustaba. Lo que le gustaba. Yeah. O sea, música en inglés. O sea, las estaciones yes. en inglés. O sea, allá se vivía un estilo de influencia de los Estados Unidos, eh, música de los 80. Yeah. Entonces, todas esas influencias era fácil para que un joven, o sea, tomara eso. Yo al grado donde, eh, imagínate, yo tenía en ese tiempo, mi corte de pelo era un punk. Mm. O sea, ver a un punk en El Salvador, en esa época, era un poco... Tabú. Exacto. So, People are looking at you funny. Claro, yeah. entonces, eh, de esa Especially manera... if you were to walk into a church, let's say. Oh, or you're it, telling it, me it everyone's rocking dress clothes. Yeah, and it, it was like, worse. I mean, like, como le dicen a por ahí un pato bravo type haircut, you know? <laughs> that's very much what it is, you know? A, 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 a pato bravo, yeah. And, you know, so that's kind of like, you know, the way we grew up. And, yeah. I, and I bet a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast will... You know, will, um, se van a conectar, van sí. a decir, ya, yeah, me recuerdo ese tiempo cuando los carnavales era, era mm. algo, era una experiencia de las fiestas en las escuelas, 
I mean, algo donde te podría yo decir, previo a la situación, aunque se vivía una situación hostil dentro de la, de, de la guerra civil y todo yeah. eso, pero disfrutabas. O sea, tú tenías a tus amigos, tú ibas de una colonia a otra, íbamos a bailar breakdance, me recuerdo con mi hermano. A nosotros lo decían los pollos. Pollos. Ya, los pollos, los chicken. Chicken guys. Y, y, y no, íbamos a las diferentes colonias, a, a, you know, just to, just to um, uh, dance right. en las calles. Right. Y, y era, ahora, en los Estados Unidos era fuerte, pero imagínate la influencia que nosotros teníamos yeah. en El Salvador. Entonces, crecer bajo esas influencias, o sea, crazy. tú yeah. disfrutas. O sea, like, en el tiempo de hoy, ¿qué es lo que la influencia en el caso tuyo? ¿Cuál es la influencia tuya en este país? Right, and that's ultimately what I what I kind of wanted to segue this into is like existing in your culture as what we talked about has a huge impact on how we carry out our lives. And so like, you know, the whole crux of this, you know, into the waves, the whole core of it is us existing as 21st century individuals, as as modern day Christians, right? If we want to categorize it is that we're, we're, we're doing it in a sense of like, We're just normal people at the end of the day. The, to, to answer your question, what culturally impacts me? I mean, I study music. I, I'm a musician. I, I'm an engineer. It's what I do. So in my craft, it's by, by nature, I'm listening to music all day. I'm, I'm, I'm studying music. I'm studying patterns. I'm studying lyrics. And so what, is, what does that do? It, it's like almost filling my, my glossary, my index of, in my brain. That's the way I like to see it is, is I like to exists in my environment and I and I want to push it now straight into the text. I, I like to think of myself how people lived in in the time of Jesus, let's mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Even Jesus himself, right? It says that his whole ministry he carried it out, but it started when he turned 30 years old. I'm 21 years old right now. Mm -hmm. So if I were to take myself and say what was Jesus doing when he was 21 years old? I think I, now I say okay, what am I doing when I'm 21 years old? I'm a young guy. I like to work out. You know, I like to hang out with my friends. At the same time, though, I'm in pursuit of the same thing he was in pursuit of, right? Ministry, equipment, being trained, being being developed, passing through a process. Because I think that, that that's the key here, right? Being being exposed to a process. Even though sometimes we don't like or we don't see it this way, but every single experience that we've gone through in our life has been a process for something, right? It's, it's It has a purpose. Maybe you might not have thought about it, but when you were... 15, 14 years old, breakdancing on top of cardboard in El Salvador, it was equipping you for when you're, we're then at 1.35 years old, right? You never know. So here I'm, here, I'm here and I'm existing. At the end of the day, I really love that aspect about where I live, the Bay Area, is that you can see so many different cultures. You can see people from all walks of life. I grew up as a Latino. I grew up in this community. Literally, there's a street in my city called Little Mex, right? And I grew up walking around there, seeing all the people, comiendo tacos, comiendo lo que sea. O sea, en mi casa, yo nací, mi primer idioma fue el español. O sea, yo no aprendí inglés hasta que cuando fui a la escuela. ¿Sí me entiendes? So, yo fui expuesto a una cultura como esa. Pero a la misma vez, fui expuesto a la cultura asiática. Fui expuesto a cultura de, la gente, de nuestra comunidad afroamericana. You know, all the different communities that you could think of, if you know what the Bay is, you know that the Bay is a melting pot of that. So I grew up in that context, right? I, I don't consider myself like I'm from anywhere. I like to say that I'm from everywhere because I like to have a global perspective on life. And I think that that, that is something that a lot of people who hear this podcast might identify with, you know, not necessarily saying they identify with one group alone, if that makes sense, like. 
I feel like there's a larger community sometimes of just people who are like-minded, who if we have the same mindset, we're connected in that sense. And you could call it like the millennial generation or if that's what I want to identify myself as or whatever it might be. But I mean, ultimately, I do struggle a lot with the influence of culture, right? The same way you might have been influenced when you were a young guy to to do break dance, to do different things. And in this case, in my era, the way I dress probably, you know, fashion, certain things, statements like that. But I'm trying to walk the life that Jesus walked at the end of the day, which is how do I how do I live my life in the best possible way? How do I go out throughout my days being the best version of myself that I can be? That's kind of the mindset I try to bring into my day to day because I know where I where I come from, you know, and I know what my background might be. I know or what they might call your testimony. Right. We can get into that for hours and break that down. But I think ultimately at the core of this, it's like we're just trying to be better. You know, we're trying to do better. Queremos mejorarnos. Y en ese intento de mejorarnos, quizás a lo mejor vamos a caer, ¿verdad? Pero dicen la palabra que aunque siete veces cae el justo, y aquí tomo la pausa, ¿por qué dice el justo? You know, porque aunque tú estás en el acto de caer, la Biblia no dice que eres caído, dice que eres justo. So that mindset of continuing to just Although I fall, I'm going to get back up. I feel like that's something I've ingrained deep inside of my mindset, like ever since I was a little kid, you know, through different obstacles, through different things that I fought with, things like anxiety, um, you know, in some cases, depression, things of that nature. Like one thing that's always kept me founded in that is the ability to say, you know what, even if I fall, I'm going to try and get back up. You know, I don't know. ¿Cómo te, te podrías identificar tú si, aunque somos de diferentes edades, yo sé que a lo mejor tú has pasado por procesos muy similares, pasado en tu testimonio y cosas así, you know? Well, let me, let me trace back what, what we were talking about at the beginning, is you were saying about Christianity. Mm. See, and uh, probably I'm going to touch just a little bit about that because sometimes, you know, if we if we can say Christianity, we can say, you know, Catholic and whatever we say, and I don't want to get so deep yeah, into yeah. into the religion you can just say christianity yeah, as a whole you know, yeah but the thing is this is this and 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 this is what it, what really caught my attention this is what really you know uh that's what that's what i grabbed eso fue lo que yo agarré prácticamente que hizo que mi que mi vida se transformara de un joven influenciado por tantas cosas en esas influencias tanto fueron algunas buenas mm. como malas, right. ¿no? O for sea, sure. Sure. Eh, hay ciertas hay ciertas decisiones malas que te van a producir consecuencias malas, ¿no? Ahora, ¿qué fue lo que verdaderamente me impactó? Y, y quiero regresar donde tú estás hablando, porque la vi, el, el, el caminar diario, tú dices, para ser mejor. A mí lo que me impactó de todo esto no fue tanto la religión, no fue tanto la manera como muchas veces se muestra, sino a mí lo que me impactó fue la manera como Dios me miraba, que lo, que lo escuché cuando, cuando fui expuesto al mensaje de, de, las, de, de, de la salvación, de la, fue la parte en que Dios me mira como un hijo, mm. no mm. tanto como un, un practicante de una religión, como un hijo. Y eso prácticamente fue lo que, lo que prácticamente si hablamos de eso, a eso vino Jesús. Prácticamente vino a ponernos en la posición I get it right. como hijos de Dios. ¿Por qué? Porque imagínate, eh, 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 para todos los que escuchan, tú eres mi hijo. Sí. Ahora, eh, 
no eres un hijo perfecto. No, no. ¿Verdad? Pero, Sheesh. pero, pero, dentro del pero, hay un pero, hay un, hay un, hay un paréntesis grande. Mm. No importa como tú, tanto en las buenas y en las malas, mi amor por ti no puede cambiar. Right. Porque eres mi hijo. Esa, es, es entender yo eso en Dios, a mí me ayudó mucho. ¿Sabes por qué? Porque cada día, aunque tú no lo quieras creer, le fallamos a Dios. Right. Entonces, Dios no me mira muchas de las veces, y eso es lo que a veces la religión nos, nos golpea, o sea, donde nos sentimos que nos, no, somos, no nos calificamos para ser buenas personas. Mm -hmm. En realidad, ahí es donde, donde no importa cómo nosotros podamos estar viviendo, obviamente necesitamos la ayuda. O sea, tú, eh, a pesar que tú tienes 21 años, de vez en cuando a veces me llama y me dice, papá, mira, eh, what about this? What? Entonces, yo como padre, o sea, he vivido un poco más, tengo un poco más de experiencia y te puedo decir, mira, a lo mejor esto te puede trabajar. En el caso de lo que hablamos, así es Dios. Simple y sencillamente, el manual, Él nos lo dejó para que, para cuando nosotros necesitamos el consejo, ir al manual, right. ir donde está el consejo y poder que poder ser mejor que ayer. That's crazy how you like we're talking about specifically I think one thing that was key is when you made that decision or that distinction how old were you when when you sort of I guess you could say it's a maturing or how would you describe is it a new revelation is it like what is that the feeling of sonship you know I I think that's what we're touching on or when did you experience that or bueno, how, eh, you know? tenemos que eh, bueno te, tengo que poner esto tengo que ponerle fundamento tengo que ponerle una base a lo que a lo, también lo que estoy hablando right. yo perdí a mi papá a la edad de nueve años o sea eh, yo crecí eh, vi eh, prácticamente literalmente eh, a mi papá ser consumido por el alcohol Right. O sea, yo vi con mis ojos a la edad de nueve años, él tenía 28, 29, y él, la cirrosis, la enfermedad en el hígado, se lo llevó. And that, was that like an extremely, I'm a, that's a formidable event in your life. I mean, eh, traumatic to I a mean eso, eso, eso me marcó. O sea, a, por cierto punto, definió tu identidad, se podría decir. O sea, me, lo, me imagino hay mucha gente quizás escuchando que ha pasado por procesos similares sean muchas cosas, pero que a una edad joven, esa es la énfasis, tú tuviste nueve años, mucha gente pasa cosas cuando they're kids o cuando they're young, that you can't unlive, right? Correcto. In this case, right? You la know. pérdida de, de un padre. Yeah, Entonces, yeah. crezco sin una, en una figura paterna. Right. Entonces, eh, por muchos años, la, la, la ausencia de un padre físico me afectó mucho. Me afectó de la manera como, como, como pensar cómo desenvolverme en la vida, a pesar de que pues, eh, me crié con mis papás, eh, mi mamá eh, era una persona que trabajaba, o sea, la influencia era poca, mi hermano, eh, mi hermano mayor hasta, hasta cierto punto lo miraba él como, como mi figura, pero llegó un momento donde él igual yeah. luchaba. como Entonces, para mí, yo te puedo decir de que llegué a un momento donde, donde decía yo, necesito un padre. Sí. O sea, necesito una figura paterna. Entonces, lo busqué, lo busqué en amigos, lo busqué quizá en otras personas mayores que yo, mm. eh, buscando llenar ese vacío. Uh, that's key there, though. It, that feeling, you know, that's what I was going to ask. Like, we can summarize that into 
there was something missing. Yes. That yes. I know a lot of people can, I feel, yes, I yeah. can feel that or identify with that. Like, you're going throughout your life. You might be, quote, unquote, fine. You know, I'm sure you were existing still. Keep in mind, if we if we're to open up your context, all of that was happening. You somehow made it from the from El Salvador to the United States somehow. Right. Let's not go there <laughs> to not get into deep legal questions. But here's the thing. Right. Like you were going through a process. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's we're not saying that your life stopped while all of this was going on. You no. had to deal with it. Now you had to live. Yeah. Right. Now, let me share something with you that, that probably might, might shock you. But even growing with our father, terminé mi, mi, terminé mi, mi, mi escuela, del, del, por decir, del uno al noveno grado. Right. Okay. Lo ter, Your lo, GED, the equivalent of for nowadays. Luego fui al bachillerato, me gradué de bachiller en el Instituto Miguel de Cervantes. Eh, saludo a todos los quizás a lo mejor van a estar escuchando todos. Whoever eh, that is. Eh, <laughs> eh, la Garza, eh, Capitán América, Sheesh. todos ellos. <laughs> Entonces, me gradué o sea, con honores. O sea, eh, no he, a pesar de que no tenía un padre, a pesar de que eh, había muchas cosas, eso no impidió que sal, saliera adelante en, en esa parte de la vida. Eh, eh, But it was affecting you, although, let's say, you know, those accomplishments are great. Claro. But I think let's, let's, a lot of people will identify with the fact of they're going through life, but there's still something that maybe their outside is good, but guess what? They're fighting the biggest battle In here. Correcto. I'm pointing to my brain inside, internal. Y ese, y ese es el peor enemigo. Mm, ¿Sabías, tú, ¿Sabías tú de que eh, en realidad en, en los términos de guerra, okay, cuando, un, cuando tú tienes un enemigo, okay, tú tienes un enemigo, tienes un oponente, ya sea si es una lucha individual, si es una lucha de guerra, el, 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 el contrincante se va a preparar lo máximo porque logra ver el enemigo. Because it's war. Claro, tú miras eh, la, la cantidad de, de ejército, lo que sea. Las peleas que se pierden son las peleas internas. Mm -hmm. Si tú te das cuenta, eh, eh, las guerras civiles internas de, oh, dentro de los países es como una cangrena, es como lo que te le yeah. come a la sociedad. It's the bloodiest, they oh. call them the worst wars, all eh, of them. Exacto, porque... Your no, own people yes. against each other. O yeah. sea, entonces no te das cuenta de dónde viene el ataque que te puede destruir. Así it. es la guerra interna que nosotros a veces tenemos right. como individuos. Tú podrás tener un buen trabajo, podrás tener eh, buen vestuario, podrás tener... Puedes you tener muchas drippy. cosas. You could have the BMW, you could do whatever you want, but... Pero adentro estás hecho pedazos. Facts. Adentro estás broken. Right. O sea, no, no, no vas a poder. O sea, hay ciertas cosas que te van a eh, tranquilizar. Mm. Pero en realidad necesitas que todo lo que está quebrado dentro de ti, o sea, venga alguien y los piense a poner en el orden que debe de ir. I'm sure a lot of people can identify with what we're saying right there about like, You think everything is good. Like you're having the, you cannot find one thing to complain about in your life. But yet somehow you feel like everything is, something is wrong. And, and that feeling of like, I don't know, you could, so a lot of people can summarize it or I can summarize it into like no purpose. Or in this case, if we're really going to call it what it is, it's you're battling that internal mind. You're fighting for your identity, right? Because the identity is ultimately, I think, the biggest thing that we fight or that we struggle with as human beings in general. Like everyone, everyone, especially right now, if we're to bring it into this context that we live in, like 
who who doesn't want to say the wrong things or you know label things the wrong way or everyone is like walking on eggshells toda toda gente a veces habla como que tienen pelo en la boca no no están no sienten la libertad de expresarse por qué porque están tratando de crear una imagen que en este caso sea aceptada o sea recibida porque tocamos al punto que trajiste tú we're all just searching for one thing at the end of the day and that's to fill whatever that emptiness that we're feeling is inside right and it's like people find it in so many different ways in this case you could talk about like in my personal experience finding it with certain substances that just don't fill you with what you think you're looking for in this case dijiste que buscabas en amigos buscabas en otra gente pero no es hasta que tú verdaderamente confrontas, creo, your inner demons, your inner battles. It's not until you face your inner man, until you say, you know what, I'm going to step in with the ring with myself to fight what's inside of me. It's not until you address that, that your life starts to take shape, that you start to feel that you don't have to worry or walk with that weight, you know, where you're not sure what you're going to do. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think your generation fights with the identity? 100%. I, it's, it's, I think it's, it's so obvious how a lot of people currently, and I know I could speak this for myself for sure, the biggest, I think, battle that people face is with themselves and how who and how society perceives us, right? This whole age of social media birthed something that was, it was a double-edged sword in my opinion. Like, I remember when I was growing up as a kid, like, It was really basic social media. Like, we're talking about, like, kick. If people know what kick is or, like, ask.fm. Like, here I'm talking about things that you're looking at me like, what is this? Because it's, like, <laughs> those types of super, you know, I know everyone remembers going on their computer, their parents' computer, to play, like, games. Yeah. You know, like, super simple things. But now we're talking about kids growing up with TikTok or growing up with Instagram yeah. or Snapchat. I'm, like, if I had that growing up, I'd probably be posting, like, just funny videos or simple things. But nowadays we have kids who are trying to be like influencers on here who are being successful as influencers, people getting thousands of views. Like as a little kid, no one was watching what I was doing. I was living in my own world, my own fantasy world. I was creating an identity of innocence. But then the biggest battle that is fought is then you grow up for like, you know, your whole infancy up until like 12 years old. And then you start, all of a sudden hit middle school and everyone's like cool now. You know, there's such a huge switch and then you're forced to struggle with uh, dealing with that identity and society pushes so many different narratives depending on what it might be like when i was growing up everyone wanted to be like the coolest dude with the fixie yeah you know mm -hmm. like a bike and everyone was like if you're a bike dude you're sick but it's like at the end of the day if you don't like bikes then what are you left with you're either called like a nerd or you're called you're labeled a certain way and i feel like that trend exists in every every age group every demographic so it's like that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people even now as adults quote-unquote young adults they're coping or dealing with struggles or trauma from when they were like in high school like that's the, a lot of thing or there's people who i know who might live and relive their glory days who only see life through the perspective of high school like because maybe they were successful or like they were the cool kid or they were the The, the top of the of the societal ladder they think that that's how the rest of life is but then they step into the real world get faced with problems get hit with like 
real problems like bills, mm-hmm. things like paying rent, simple, simple things that maybe they were living a fantasy. Again, that goes back to the whole point of what their identity was. They never allowed themselves to go through hard things because everything that they experienced was through the lens of a beautiful thing. But I think that life, that's that's the beauty of life, is that it's meant to be experienced and it's meant to be a process, right? And I think that that's, that's the cool part, that so many different processes can happen. So let's say you're, you're, let's say you're, you're 21, I'm more than 50, mm-hmm. and can we say that that's the struggle that pretty much we all have? doesn't matter the race, the color, the country, is that yeah. we always trying to be somebody right like i mean i remember when I, when i was growing i want to be somebody yeah me imagino lo mismo tú o sea aún aún en ti o sea la lucha de la identidad ahora qué es lo que qué es lo que dice la biblia mira al principio en el en el principio en el libro de génesis eh, habla bien claramente dice entonces dijo dios hagamos al hombre a nuestra imagen conforme a nuestra semejanza y señoré en los peces del mar, en las aves de los cielos, en las bestias, en toda la tierra, en todo animal que se arrastra sobre la tierra. Hay dos cosas allí. Primero, uh, es Génesis ca- capítulo 1, versículo eh, 26. Okay. Dos cosas yeah. veo yo ahí, fáciles. La, voy a empezar con la segunda para llegar a la primera. Okay? <ríe> Ahora, la segunda es que Dios le dio autoridad le dio prácticamente, le dio dominio al hombre para que, para que sea que sea gobernante, para que tenga poder sobre algo. En este caso, le dio sobre que señoré, dice, sobre los peces del mar, en las aves de los cielos, las bestias. O sea, en prácticamente cuando Dios crea al hombre, le da el sentido de autoridad, le da el sentido de que de poder, de, de, de siempre sobresalir, de estar arriba y no abajo. O sea, hacer cabeza y no cola. Mm. Okay. The evidence is obviously there. Está allí. Yeah. Pero previo a eso. Ahora, ¿por qué? Porque todos hoy en día queremos ser algo. Porque está en nuestro ADN. Está en, 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 el, en, 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 está, está en, en nuestras venas querer ser algo. Tener poder. Ser alguien en la vida. Está allí. The same way a fish is drawn to water, the same way a bird is drawn to the air, We're arguing that it's genetic. It's embedded in our DNA. Está allí. El problema, el problema es la parte primera. ¿De dónde viene el recurso? ¿De dónde viene prácticamente la esencia de lo que tú y yo somos? Está allí. Entonces dijo Dios, hagamos al hombre a nuestra imagen conforme a nuestra semejanza. Nuestro original ADN viene de Dios. O sea, y ahí es donde prácticamente nosotros podemos eh, encontrar que cuando nosotros, como tú dijiste al principio, la Biblia es como un mapa donde, donde hay, muchos, hay muchos secretos, hay muchas cosas que, que hay que buscarlas. Pues esas son las cosas que hay que buscar. Mm. O sea, prácticamente mi felicidad, mi éxito en mi vida, ¿okay? depende cuando yo sé qué es mi esencia. O sea, mi esencia es la esencia de Dios acá en la tierra. Entonces, y lo podemos ver en muchas maneras. Por eso de que muchas de las veces nosotros luchamos y batallamos. ¿Por qué? Porque quizás buscamos en otras fuentes. 
eh, 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 de poder ejercitar esta autoridad, de poder ejercitar mm, este dominio, de poder todo eso. Entonces, por eso es que vemos hoy en día eh, países en guerra, podemos ver It's gente... Es internal power struggle. Claro, yeah. claro. Entonces, eh, we're, if we're called to rule, it's, it's crazy because then we can bring it into what it says in the New Testament, that it says that we were created with self-dominion. Right? Correcto, correcto. Because we're called to be what? Masters of our own self. A lot of people in like, let's say like modern society, like entrepreneurial people or like people that coach or like mindset coaches and things like that. That's one of the biggest things they talk about, right? How if your mindset is a positive mindset, is a mindset of, hey, I go, I'm going to go out today and I'm going to win. I'm going to take a victory. I'm going to be successful. If you make that decision, that's what they coach you. That's what leads to being productive. That's what mm -hmm. leads to thing, achieving things like flow state, being um, hyper productive, right? They coach it. They teach you when you're learning all about these mindset coaches is we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So what makes me different than Elon Musk? Well, it's his mindset. Yeah. So it's like the same thing as what we're seeing here. We see people who are successful demonstrate one ability at the end of the day. If we're to break it down and that's they can control what they do and they can execute it at a high level. Why? Because they have dominion. They rule over their mind. If they say, hey, I want to go out and design, I don't know, let's say Steve Jobs when he said, I want to design this next phone, the iPhone. He didn't think about it. He didn't struggle to say it or to execute it. He simply said, okay, I'm going to do it. Now, how do I execute that task? How do I exercise my authority, my ability to rule and to execute? And to basically be a boss in that sense. It's kind of what it's coaching us to do. But there's that caveat that you touched on, which is all of that was made by whose intention? The intention of a creative being. The intention of, in this case, not just one, but the Trinity, right? That is where we should be deriving the purpose. Because if we get that missing link, then what happens? I, I don't think it's as effective. You, you get what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. We could see great empires rise and fall time and time and time again. We could see great men rise and fall again time and time again. But yet we're here talking about the impact of one man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like this whole conversation, why we're even doing a podcast, is because of one person who took the decision to say, you know what, I'm going to live a certain way. That's crazy to me. Because that means that... If we are called to be what it says in the Bible, it says imitadores de Cristo, significa que así como Cristo es una persona influencial hoy en día, nosotros tenemos que ser de influencia. We are all built to be influencers is basically what, you know, what we're, what we're getting at there. Let's, let's talk about one of the biggest influencers, actually. I, I want to dive deep into that today. Let, let's talk about someone who I think if, if I'm going to summarize or if I'm going to talk about the top let's say when they think about the term goat greatest of all time if like we're to go through the bible and say hey yo who are the goats in the bible who are the michael jordans right who are the lebron james right you know who is the Lionel messi the cristiano ronaldo's you gotta talk about one guy there's one guy on the table right one of them would be the guy who's responsible for writing almost over half of the entire new testament a guy who we know as Paul, but maybe not a lot of people know his formal name. Did you know his formal name? It's, 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 it's a fun fact, right? It's super close. Saul of Tarsus yes. was his original name, yeah. right? So let, let, let's, let's dive into that. Let, let, who is Paul? Because 
I was reading the other day, last week, um, you know, I was just struck by the passage when everyone knows the story as Paul's trip to Malta, right? And if the story of what we know on a basic sense, like Escuela Dominical level is Pablo llega a una isla, está naufragado, he's shipwrecked, he arrives. And I think it's a cool story because he literally, literally, literally almost dies because he gets bit by a snake. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what caught my attention. I'll be honest. Like, I was like, what the heck? Like, Paul ends up shipwrecked and he gets bit by a snake. And I'm like, and it's not even in early in his stage of his career or of his ministry. It's like later on in his life. So, like, I was asking you that last week. I was like, well, what's the significance of that? You know, but I think before we can even dive into that, we need to get a fundamental of, okay, how did he even end up there? Shipwrecked. What the heck? Like, we got to understand Paul from, I don't know, his start. Let's let's get to know who Saul of Tarsus was before he was ever even Paul, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, Paul was one of the biggest, you know, I, I pienso que el apóstol Pablo es prácticamente, eh, todo el Nuevo Testamento, la mayoría ha sido escrito por él. Eh, y, pero, ¿sabes qué? Eh, pienso de que la, todo lo que hemos hablado al principio, va a conectar con lo que con lo que vamos a hablar ahorita, uh -huh. okay? Porque prácticamente Pablo recibe la influencia, okay, de todo de, del, del, porque al principio de, de, de lo que de nuestra conversación estábamos hablando eh, de cómo nosotros eh, somos influenciados de la manera como nosotros crecemos, sobre todo en la sociedad. Entonces, cómo Pablo como este individuo, eh, porque hay que, hay, que, hay, que, hay que ponerlo como... Pablo fue un tremendo eh, 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 asesino. Yeah. He was a murder. I mean, a before, previo, we, previo. before we even get to there, let's break it down even simpler than that. Like, he wasn't, his name wasn't even Paul. No. Like, who, who, what's the identity of Saul of Tarsus? You know, let's get to know this guy. Because, like, when I was just going back into and sort of doing some, a little bit of my own research, like... It's crazy to, to when you understand his context as a person, first and foremost, what, what even is Tarsus? What, it, what, is, what does it belong to geographically? I asked myself that. You know, I was like, what? Because what? if you grow up, what we were talking about earlier is like we grow up in certain areas and it affects who, how our mindsets are. It's the same thing in this case with Paul, right? He grew up, Tarsus, in a region known as Sicilia, right? Well, I didn't even know that. I was like, what, what is that? It sounds like Sicily from Italy. And it's kind of close. It's not too far off. It, it oh. was a part of the Roman Empire early in its conception and early in its stages. One thing that fascinated me, though, is Tarsus, Sicilia, really, if you were, what I read in my research is that if you were to say you were from Tarsus, which is why in his name, it's like, muchos lo conocían como Saul of Tarsus, yeah. right? Saul of Tarsus is what how some of the apostles like Peter... We hear them later describe him as that's his name. They don't call him Paul. They call him. When you were to say you're from Sar from Tarsus, everyone knew that was in Sicilia. But here's the key about that specific city is that if you were born in any part of the Roman Empire, you were granted Roman citizenship. Yes, yes. That's which, which is crazy because according to what, what I read is that there's a bunch of different cultures existing at that time, right? You have Greece, you have Rome, you have in this case, the early Hebrew culture, which are known as Jews, right? A bunch of different people. You have Arab Arabians, which is part of this story. But here's the thing. He was special because he had one thing. He was a Roman citizen. 
which meant that in that specific time you were granted a certain like access to certain you could travel like you weren't limited to a certain region which is why paul is was so pivotal to all of this because he was not confined to just one region if we know and we have studied the ministry of jesus we know that his whole ministry existed in one region mm -hmm. right the regions of israel jerusalem judea samaria like those regions right there but paul was completely born in a way different context right but the cool thing that i read is that did you know that Paul and Jesus weren't even like that far off in age? Did you know that? Like it says that Paul was a little bit younger than Jesus. Solo por un poquito, algunos años. Pero like lo que me sorprende de allí es que ese 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 contexto político y ese contexto like his socioeconomic status you could say just simply from the fact that he was born in Tarsus, he was a member of the tribe of Benjamin, mm -hmm. which made him a Jew. Yeah. But yet he was a special Jew. He was a Jew who was also a Roman citizen. Yeah. What kind of factor does that play into his life, right? I don't know. What What, what do you think about that? Well, uh, eh, Tarso era era como una bahía, okay? Mm -hmm. Era era prácticamente como un puerto, okay? Que es prácticamente eso lo que lo que era Tarsos. Ahora, en ese tiempo de eh, previo, por decir así, eh, 30 años previo, a 30, 40, 50 años previo a que naciera Jesús, okay, habría, habían tres, tres naciones que dominaban en ese tiempo. Uh -huh. Eran los romanos, okay, eran los griegos y en el caso eran los judíos, que era la parte de la Palestina. Entonces, Roma eh, tenía el poder del ejército. O sea, right. Roma era la fuerza, lo, lo, los soldados, el ejército. Ok. Los griegos, okay, ellos, ellos tenían poder en la ciencia, en las artes, en el conocimiento. Okay, y los judíos, okay, que en la parte de la Palestina, ellos mantenían lo que es la parte religiosa, la parte del, de lo que es lo que le llaman el Pentateuco, los cinco libros de la Pentateuco. ley. Exacto, los cinco libros de la ley, donde ellos prácticamente era la ley principal de todo ser humano. Dentro de la Abrahamic law. Correcto, ahora. ¿Qué es lo que sucede? Pablo, okay, Pablo de Tarsos. Saúl. Saúl. En okay, ese entonces. Okay, el papá, el papá de, 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 de oh, Saulo. Yeah, cool. okay, el papá de Saulo. Saulo. Él, él era prácticamente judío. Sí. Okay, el papá de, de, de Saulo. Según lo que yo leí, corrígeme si es correcto o no, que él nace, ¿cómo se dice Tarsus en español? Eh, Tarso. Tarso. Saulo de Tarso. Nace, Saulo de Tarso nace en Tarso. Pero él es luego enviado a hacer estudios en Jerusalén. Correcto. Bajo el the tutelage of one of the greatest rabbis claro. at the time, who at least, or at least what I read is like Gamiel. Así Gamaliel, Gamaliel, Gamaliel sí. que sí. leemos sobre él en el libro de Hechos. Porque Correcto. si leemos Hechos, Correcto. dice que Gamaliel era uno de los rabinos más altos en ese entonces. Solo que yo escogí es que Saulo va y estudia, entre comillas, bajo one of the greatest rabbis of the time. Correcto, porque yeah. acuérdate que digamos... En Jerusalén. Claro, claro. Entonces, eh, ¿qué sucede? Eh, el, 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 papá de, el papá de Saulo, aunque él, él era judío, pero no era cualquier judío. Mm. Era, era una persona muy, muy prominente. O sea, Correct. era una persona dentro de la sociedad eh, muy conocida. Por eso él obtiene eh, la, prácticamente la ciudadanía romana. ¿okay? Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Eh, los judíos son, ellos son muy eh, conservadores de sus tradiciones, de, right. de, 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 de su esencia. Entonces, el papá de, de, de Saulo, ma, eh, el papá de Saulo ma, lo manda a, a Saulo a estudiar, ok, a la Palestina, a Jerusalén. Se cree, se cree, 
entre los estudios de que él, él tenía una hermana en Jerusalén viviendo. Mm, ¿Por qué? Porque las mejores sinagogas right. eh, existían en la Palestina en Jerusalén. Entonces, a él lo envían a estudiar. Se cree que él estuvo por, creo que son tres años, que él estuvo estudiando en la Palestina, en Jerusalén, estudiando sus raíces. ¿Cuáles raíces? La parte de lo que lo, de lo del Pentateuco. Entonces, he knew the scriptures is essentially what he was no. doing. Ahora, yeah. ¿qué es lo que sucede? Que lo que el papá de, de, de Saulo era un tremendo fariseo. Right. Que eran los dos grupos religiosos que existían en la Palestina en ese tiempo. Eran los fariseos y los saduceos. Los fariseos eran los tremendos eh, doctores, los tremendos conocedores dentro de la, de la ley judaica y su interpretación a la, a la acción moral. Yeah. Los saduceos eran gente de, 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 con capital, o sea, gente de, de potencia. Entonces, de ahí sale prácticamente el papá de Saulo. Entonces, cuando... There was, correct me if I'm wrong, though. There was, in that time, although there was the Hebrew faith, like you're mentioning, what separated them was certain philosophies, not like how they dressed or how they acted. Like, at the end of the day, they're reading the same Pentateuch, but like, what, what the, to get the context is... There was just subtle variations in the interpretation of the law. Correct. Right? That, that's right. what differed yes, them. It yes, wasn't yes. so much how they looked, how they dressed. At no. the end of the day, they were all a group of people, right? Pero lo que daba la variedad era ciertas interpretaciones. Correcto. Yeah. Y ese era el centro de todo, how they interpreted the law. Because that's what ultimately when Jesus comes is the whole conflict. That's yes, what, that was the whole yeah. conflict. The, the group, they, they, has escuchado the, the Hellenists? Yes, right? yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was another group. Mm -hmm. Pero eh, los helenistas eran, eran, ¿cómo te puedo decir? Eran, um, no, pa Pablo, eran, o Saúl, eran sí, eh, los helenistas Pablo. eran un poco más liberales. Pero si, si, Liberals. si me doy a entender, no, ok, pa Saulo llega... Se cría en todo eso, como tú estás explicando. Tiene un, una, un conocimiento bajo ese sistema. De, en este caso, los saduceos, los fariseos. Es una mentalidad locked, gridiron. Según lo que, lo, lo que yo leo, es que lo que marca Saulo, como tú dijiste al inicio, he was a bad guy. He, he was persecuting. He was doing what he needed to do. But I, what I read is, what's pivotal for him is, We read in the book of Acts the stoning of Stephen. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay, see. Now we're getting into the, you know, the thick of it. How, how do we see the transition of Saulo, the Tauro, and wh who is he? What was he doing? Según lo que leí es, it says that he was holding the coats, right? He was almost one of the main organizers in the persecution of Stephen, which was, if I'm not mistaken, was he not the first martyr post the first church established in the book of Acts, right? Lo apiedran. Y según lo que yo leí, Saulo era uno de los main ones que estaba allí persiguiendo a, en este caso, Esteban. Ajá. Claro. Bueno, I mean, tienes que ver de que una de las preguntas, yo me hice esta pregunta. O sea, cuando yo eh, empecé, question, eh, yeah. empecé a estudiar, dice, ¿cómo este hombre, o sea, cómo este hombre, ok, siendo, había estudiado, ok, el Torah, los cinco libros de la ley. Under the tutelage okay. of Gamaliel, o sea, one of alguien, the biggest. Alguien, entre comillas, religioso. The Rabón. Okay. Yeah. Exacto. O sea, ¿cómo es que él se convierte? Okay. ¿Cómo él se convierte en un perseguidor mm. okay, de este grupo llamado cristianos? Pero okay. según lo que yo leí, and this is cool too, they're not even known as Christians yet. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Ahora, ahora, ¿qué es lo que sucede? Yeah. Okay. Cool. O sea, tú tienes a Saulo, un tipo 
conocedor, ¿okay? conocedor de lo, que, de lo que es la ley mosaica en su interpretación. Cuando él regresa, se cree que cuando él regresa a Tarso, después de que él estudia, bajo, bajo todo lo que es Gamaliel, Gamaliel era un fuerte líder religioso dentro de la sinagoga, en la Palestina, en Jerusalén, Saulo regresa a, a, a Tarso y sí, se, 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 se dedica a lo que es eh, a la, la construcción de carpas, porque acuérdate que era una parte como la bahía. Right. O sea, era un puerto, era, era comercio. Okay. He was affiliated with the Roman government. Claro. He was a, in it. Okay. Aparte, acuérdate, eh, esto es importante, ¿no? Porque cuando él vive en Tarso, ¿ok? Habían universidades influenciadas por la mental, la filosofía griega. Okay. O sea, entonces, allí es donde él prácticamente se, se hablaba en ese tiempo, eh, el hebreo, ¿ok? Transicionó al griego. Right. Porque toda la Biblia eh, prácticamente fue traducida al griego. Right. Entonces, Pablo inmediatamente recibe la influencia de los griegos. Because of the nature of his trade, what he does, todo how eso, he exists, claro, everything. Todo eso. Entonces, his culture, we're looking claro, at his culture. Claro. Yeah. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Un tipo conocedor del Pentateuco, conocedor del, conocedor del Dios de Abraham. Right, okay. the, the Abrahamic covenant. Yes, yeah. yes. ¿Cuál fue el problema más grande que lo tornó a él? Ser un asesino de los cristianos. Es porque... Como the tú dijiste, the es, sun, es, yeah. es, es porque cuando tú dijiste, el tiempo que Jesús vivía, Pablo estaba viviendo, o sea, no, no, no hay mucho. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Era lejos, la distancia era lejos. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Cuando Jesús empieza prácticamente en sus enseñanzas, ¿no? Empieza a confrontar al sistema religioso, a los fariseos y a los saduceos. O sea, les empieza a sacudir y les dice, hey, ustedes interpretan la ley a su conveniencia, pero en realidad no es así. Entonces, ¿qué es lo que sucede? Jesús empieza a confrontar el sistema religioso, los empieza a desafiar. Entonces, ¿qué sucede? It's crazy because I read that they, it was you, you challenging them, but it's crazy how he would challenge them. It's in a debate sense. Oh no, claro, he, claro. He'd pull up physically and debate. A, ahora, like, ahora, talk to, ahora, the way you and I are talking right here, he could talk and debate someone. Ahora, yeah. eh, 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 acuérdate que eh, Jesús prácticamente empieza a, 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 bueno, el ministerio público de Jesús, eh, que fue a los 30 años, pero previo a eso, desde hoy tú hablaste, previo a eso, ¿qué hacía Jesús? Right. ¿Qué es lo que él hacía? Lo encontramos He en la Escritura. Rabbi. Él iba a la sinagoga. O sea, él, en, eh, prácticamente Jesús como Pablo, o sea, tuvo, a pesar que era hijo de Dios, a pesar que era hijo de Dios, él tuvo que ver, aprender la ley mosaica. Right. Pero la, inter la interpretación de Jesús era diferente a la de los fariseos. Right. He was existing in a different culture. Claro. That's a cool, that's claro. a cool pivot claro. right there. Like, let's look at two guys, right? Like, let's say I'm 21 years old, and in this case, if I would say, quote unquote, I'm Jesus, Paul would be like 17 or 18, you know, like not too far off in age, yet we see two different leaders rise up because we're not going to deny the fact that Saul, Saul of Tarsus was a guy. He was an identity. He held a pivotal role in that position of, let's say, the Pharisees or whatever their system was. But at the same time, Jesus also held another position at the same time. Jesus didn't explain or didn't expose that aspect of his ministry that he was downloading and receiving until when his ministry is birthed. So, but they were both growing up in that same context, right? They were both growing up and receiving. They were reading the same book. You could almost say it. Literally the same exact book. Okay. ¿Qué es lo que sucede? 
Ok, acordémonos, no, 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 ok, estamos llegando a dos individuos, Jesús y Pablo, pero acuérdate que hay una sociedad, ok, mira lo que dice en, en Romanos capítulo 1, uh -huh. si, si, si tienes tú tu Biblia, porque allí muestra, ok, el tipo de vida, ok, que la gente vivía en ese tiempo. O sea, porque, porque, porque podría uno decir, bueno, ¿y cómo es que Jesús... O sea, contra los mismos fariseos. O sea, ¿cuál era prácticamente el debate? ¿Cuál era lo que, lo que cómo él los confrontaba? ¿De dónde, ¿De dónde surgía eso? Allí, mira lo que dice en el, en el, en el versículo eh, 28. Dice, y como ellos, dice, mira, y como ellos, dice, no aprobaron tener en cuenta a Dios, Dios los entregó una mente reprobada para hacer cosas que no convienen. Estando atestados de toda injusticia, fornicación, perversidad, avaricia, maldad, llenos de envidia, homicidios, contiendas, engaños y maledicencias, dice, murmuradores, detractores, aborrecedores de Dios, injuriosos, soberbios, altivos, inventores de males, desobedientes a los padres, necios, desleales, sin afecto natural, implicables, sin misericordia. La última palabra, sin misericordia, es el elemento que Pablo no tenía. Right. Pablo no tenía misericordia con toda esa gente que él mandó a matar. Right. Entonces, ¿qué es lo que pasaba? Esta era la manera como la gente vivía en los tiempos de Jesús. Ahí está bien claro. Yeah. Entonces, por eso era de que Jesús los confrontaba y les decía, hey, ustedes conocen la ley, pero miren cómo viven. No tienen misericordia de a este, no tienen misericordia de a O sea, estaban, si te acuerdas, eh, el, el sábado, ¿no? el sábado, lo que le llaman. Yeah. O sea, ellos decían, nadie puede hacer nada. Right. ¿Y qué es lo que pasaba? Jesús venía los días sábados y sanaba a alguien. Yeah. Le ayudaba a alguien. Y estos se enojaban con él y decían, hey, pero el sábado no tienes que hacer nada. Y le decía, oye, pero... La, ¿Qué es más grande? ¿La necesidad del ser humano o guardar un día? Entonces, ahí es donde em, empezamos a ver, donde Saulo empieza, a, acuérdate que Saulo venía del trasfondo fariseísta. So, cuando él escucha hablar de que, de que este... It irritates him. Exacto. Him. Yeah. En otras palabras... Triggers him. Claro, dice, ¿cómo este, este, esta gente, seguidores del nazareno, en otras palabras, son un threat. Yeah. Y allí es donde prácticamente él se convierte en este hombre que nosotros podemos decir, mandó a matar a muchos. Right. Se estaba tan arraigado, no tenía misericordia. Y ahí vemos cómo, la, cómo él inmediatamente eh, fue eh, ejecutor. Llevaba, dice que llevaba cartas. Porque lo que sucede es de que cuando empezaron, después de que matan a Jesús... Eh, la iglesia empieza a ser desparcida, yep. empieza a ser desparcida. Entonces, Saulo se viene de Tarso, okay, para donde para donde, eh, eh, lo, los fariseos y todo, y le entregan a él prácticamente, Pablo calificaba, mira, Pablo calificaba para ser el perseguidor de la iglesia. He was the number one candidate. Eh, claro. Porque, he was, he, look at what we explained, right? He grew up in Tarsus. Correcto. He was a Roman citizen. Yes. Second, he grew up and spent years studying under the tutelage of the great rabbis. Yes. And was loaded, in other words. Third, 
he had no he had that personal reason to go against it. Yes. It bothered him. It irritated him. So you're right. He was the biggest candidate to the point where we in the in the scripture, right? We we get the most visceral example if we go and read in the book of Acts the murdering of Stephen, right? That that's where we get introduced to this character. We we get introduced to who's this guy, right? Acts, the book of Acts, chapter eight specifically, right, is where it starts to get loaded. But guess what happens right after that, right? And then we start to transition. We've analyzed if we put into context who Saul of Tarsus was, right? We now understand him as a character. Yes, hates the church, kills one of the biggest quote unquote influencers of the time in the martyr Stephen, who was the deacon of the first church of Acts. So he kills one of the biggest dudes in the game and he's running off his horse. He's, he's big, he's high, he's gonna keep going. But then he's moving. Where is he going? We all know this story. He's heading towards Damascus. Porque en Damascus, los, there's los, more Christians. Yes, yeah. porque acuérdate que iban huyendo. They're fleeing. Iban saliendo de, de, de Jerusalén, de Jerusalén. O sea, iban yeah. scattered. El problema era That's que... That's why he was even in the first place there to yes, murder Stephen. Yes, yes. He had an agenda. He says, I'm here because I'm wiping everyone I'm gonna out. I'm going to destroy yep. the, uh, todo, a todos estos. And he o was sea, already in the process. Yes. He had killed one of their biggest guys and now he was going to go and probably yeah. get Peter, get the rest of them, yeah. you know? He was yeah. on his way. Claro. Yeah. Entonces, y la muerte de Esteban. La muerte de Esteban. This is pivotal, huh? Sí. I feel like no, Stephen's no, death no, marks no, something. No, no, yeah. no, no. Lo marcó. Yeah. Te voy a decir por qué. ¿Dónde mm. lo marca? Cuando Saúl, cuando Saulo, y quizás alguno de los que nos están escuchando quizás ha visto la película, eh, está en diferentes este, plataformas, la manera como reacciona Esteban cuando está siendo apedreado fue lo que lo impactó. Mm. Te voy a decir por break qué. Break that down. Yeah, you okay. got to break that okay. down. Ok, te voy a decir por qué. Porque en la Biblia, ah, en, 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 la, en, la, en la Biblia dice que cuando, cuando está siendo apedreado Esteban, su rostro qué pasa. Oh, yeah, right. Let, let's just go straight to it. This go ahead, right read here, it. Chapter 7. Go ahead, read four. it. It says, I'm reading in English, the stoning of Stephen. When the members of the Sanhedrin, which, okay, let's break down the Sanhedrin. That's where you took people to literally get stoned. Eh, yeah. Eh, okay, el Senadri, eh, acuérdate que el, dentro de la Palestina, los fariseos y las asociaciones eran los que, los que regían los problemas religiosos dentro de la comunidad. So, si alguien iban a, a, a darle juicio por, por problemas eh, religiosos, era en el Senadrín. Yeah. Allí era, era parte, prácticamente donde los, los, les daban las cartas. It said, when the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. En español, al oír esto, rechinando los dientes, montaron en cólera contra él. This is the cool part that, that we're saying. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Pero Esteban, lleno del Espíritu Santo, fijó la mirada en el cielo y vio la gloria de Dios y a Jesús de pie a la derecha de Dios. Crazy. So, imagínate el rostro de Esteban en ese momento. Y las palabras que dice. ¿Qué dice Esteban? He says, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Okay, ¿qué sigue después? Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Okay. 
Sol estaba allí. He was the, he played a pivotal role. Oh, From yeah. what I studied yeah. is the person who held the coats mm -hmm. because here's what they did. The reason why they were taking off their coats is because they didn't want to quote-unquote get them dirty in the act of killing someone. Mm -hmm. Porque lo que dicen es que se enojan y van y atacan a Esteban. Pero la razón por qué se quitan their coats, por qué se quitan lo que tenían encima de ellos, right? Sus mantos. En, en español es el manto. The mm -hmm. coat is the manto. Mm -hmm. Si tú entiendes la, la ley abrahámica, la gente cargaba manto para qué? Para poder entrar a la sinagoga. So like, that was a sign of quote-unquote holiness. That tells us what? Saul does not partake in the murdering of Stephen. Mm -hmm. But he does one thing, which is another worst thing of it all. And I think that's what you're touching on. Mm -hmm. He watches it all go down. He has to hold everyone's gear, basically, while they go and kill this guy. So he has to carry it and be the quote-unquote protector of the purity in their law. It's his job. Mira lo que dice Esteban. Que fue lo que le impactó a, a Pablo. Lo dejó prácticamente, lo, lo, lo dejó atónico. Dice, Chapter, uh, verse 59. Yeah. Y apedreaban a Esteban mientras él invocaba y decía, Señor Jesús, Señor Jesús, recibe mi espíritu. Y puesto de rodillas, clamó en gran voz, Señor, no les tomes en cuenta este pecado. Y habiendo dicho esto, durmió. Wow. Esa palabra de misericordia, de perdón, fue lo que lo tocó. Because it says right there, and Saul approved of their killing him. Yes. Entonces, he witnessed the murder. Yeah. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? Traumatic. Eh, eh, se cree, yeah. se cree, mira, se cree, eh, eh, no está eh, claramente, pero se cree que en ese momento, cuando Esteban, Esteban, Esteban está haciendo, su rostro cambia. Hmm. O sea, viene una luz radiante. Glory, yeah. Glory. La, que es la misma luz. That Paul sees in Damascus. Cuando, <laughs> cuando él iba para él, la misma luz wow. se, le, se le, le queda al ciego y cuando Jesús le habla. Yeah. Allí prácticamente es donde, donde, donde Saulo empieza a ver y dice algo, esto, esto, esto es diferente. Esto es diferente porque como un hombre siendo apedreado, siendo ya, yeah. pide, sí, no, lo marcó. O sea, yeah. como un hombre a ese grado está pidiendo perdón que, que, que prácticamente que no les tome en cuenta lo que están haciendo. Yeah. Y ahí es donde, donde él empezó a decir, hay algo aquí diferente. And that, I think that that's crazy because let's slow that down because I was asking myself this too. I was like, why? Why all of a sudden? He, I'm sure he killed a lot of people at the Sanhedrin. Like claro. a lot. But then like how you're saying, this is pivotal. I, I think what we are seeing, what we see there in the text is es lo que a veces nos cuesta a nosotros como gente en el contexto moderno es vemos que su corazón o su espíritu reaccionó. Claro. Es ablandado, in a sense. Or it's whatever sort of dogma was flooding his mind, when he's able to see that, it's almost like if the veil is lifted from his eyes, which I feel like if we bring that into our modern context, like sometimes what blinds us from even being able to accept or to open or to say, you know what, let me accept someone else's opinion. What do they have to think? Yeah. Is sometimes our mindsets are so locked in the way that maybe Saul's mindset was locked yeah. in to the point where he's convinced that he's going to kill someone. Maybe we're not out there killing people, but we're still adopting certain mindsets that keep us locked, that don't allow us to see beyond. Because I think that's the key here. 
Stephen saw beyond. He was already seeing himself in a different dimension. He knew that what was happening to him in the moment was not his ultimate outcome. But I think that a lot of people, sometimes we lock ourselves in that mindset. We're so focused on the now, what we're doing now. Like, what, what, what is my responsibility? What am I supposed to be doing here, 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 here? What is the me? I, I think that that's ultimately the confrontation that we see because as soon as he's able to let go of that, as soon as he, like you're saying, he most likely was having a traumatic event. And when he's on the road to Damascus, it was just him and his servant. He's just riding his horse. You know, maybe like some of us might go for a drive, go for a walk. And all of a sudden, let's talk about what happens to him. You know, like that same glory to the point where he gets blinded yep. physically. Yeah. He, he loses his sight. Yeah. Like the dude literally goes blind. Because, right? because we, have to, we have to remember all this. And th th this is, this is the, the essence of, of, of the gospel, if we can say that. This is the essence. God is a God of forgiveness. Lo mismo sucedió con Jesús cuando él estaba en la cruz. Él, yeah. lo, en la misma expresión, él le dijo al Padre, Padre, perdónalos porque no saben lo que hacen. Lo mismo estaba diciendo Esteban. Yeah. O sea, Dios es un Dios. It's a powerful moment. Oh, no, no. Pero te, o sea, marca. Porque, porque prácticamente Dios es un Dios de perdón. Y eso es lo que muchas veces necesitamos hoy en día en nuestra sociedad. Necesitamos aprender grace y saber perdonar aún a la gente que nos ofende. Entonces, ahí es donde prácticamente esto, eh, eh, aunque, eh, y esto es duro, es bien difícil. Imagínate al grado de cómo Jesús decía, debes de, que, debes de bendecir a los que te maldicen. O sea, era prácticamente contrario. Bendice a los que te maldicen. O sea, ahí es donde prácticamente eh, es lo que sucedía y, y, y era lo que prácticamente la sociedad no entendía de cómo, de cómo Jesús traía ese mensaje. Pero creo que vamos a ir, eh, eh, hay mucho que hablar de, 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 de Pablo, eh, Samuel, y creo que eh, en, otras, eh, en otros capítulos, episodios, podemos tocar algunas cosas muy, muy importantes. It's crazy because like we, we've reached barely like a first phase of like, His life. Correcto. But let's think about how much time has passed there already. Oh, It's claro. not certain, but at least like, here's the cool part. Like there's evidence because, uh, you know, a lot of times we take the Bible and think that it's super mystical sometimes, mm -hmm. but there's literally history that happens in here. And so check this out. If we read chapter nine, just as to leave you guys on like a cliffhanger for next time, it's like, this is the context that we're going to dive into. It says, Meanwhile, Stahl was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. This yeah. is after the death of Stephen. It says he's still going. Yeah. So maybe he was impacted, but he's still carrying out doing what he's doing a lot. That That's a whole... We could preach that right there, you know, como yeah. dicen los pastores, yeah. que a veces recibimos las señales de Dios y todavía seguimos en nuestros caminos, santo. Pero anyways, he says, and asked... So he says, he went to the high priest. And this is where we get that tidbit of information. The high priest at the time, there's recorded evidence of who the high priest was at the time. And it says that around the time, because what he asked the high priest for were letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found there any who belonged to the way, the way is yes. what they called the followers of Christian, claro. whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Yeah. So 
and and when that whole thing happens because the high priest has to give him letters they're all dated for the year 400 AD 400 years after the death of Christ yeah. is when all of this is taking place so the crazy part is that Paul is still literally doing what he's doing he's doing his business he's literally on route to go execute more hits he's going to go find more people to take them to Jerusalem to put them at the Sanhedrin and get them that that's what he's doing you know yeah. like so much time has passed and yet his mindset is still yeah. bogged down in that. Y creo que en el próximo episodio vamos a hablar de lo que sucede. ¿Qué es qué fue lo que lo detuvo prácticamente? Yeah. ¿Qué fue lo que What could stop someone, claro, claro. right? That's the key claro. here because ¿Qué fue lo que lo detuvo? We are talking about whoever is re, whoever is listening to this, you guys know who Paul is. Claro. We said it at the beginning, he's the goat. Yeah. We are talking about don't forget who we're talking about. All this sounded like we're talking about some crazy dude who hates the church. It is some yeah. crazy dude who hates Él the church. Fue, correcto. That's what he was. But yet somehow we're we want to discover, and this is you know, this is the whole beauty of Into the Waves of like having a long format podcast available to us where we're just we're just gonna free flow it. We're not really we don't have that much structure to it, but we're just hungry to dive in and to explore, right? The the beauties, the intricacies, the treasures that are in the book that are in this this rich story, this tapestry that has been woven and see how we can apply that to our life, right? How can, how can like I was saying, a lot of people sometimes struggle with mindsets that just lock them down, that would they lock themselves into a certain mindset. Let, maybe you're not out there killing Christians at Sanhedrin's, you know, how Paul was, but you could be doing something else. Yeah. I could be doing something else. Yeah. I could, you know, be listening to certain things, doing certain things or telling, saying certain things that... At the end of the day, I might not know or realize it, but I'm attacking those same people who I'm supposed to be building up, like what you're saying. Sometimes we don't have enough grace for other people, and we're out there executing the law, like how like how Saulo was. But the beauty is that we know that he changes, right? Yeah. We know that we know the end of the book. We know what happens. You know, that's if you read your Bible, of course. But like Sabemos que hay algo allí. Hay misterios que todavía hay para descubrir. Y aunque nosotros quizás podríamos haber pasado un tiempo aquí, hay mucho, hay mucho que oh, podemos todavía, claro que sí. explorar. You know? Yo creo para mí, Samuel, eh, muy importante, sobre todo personalmente, la influencia que, que, que tuvo todo alrededor eh, previo, o sea, todo lo que causó eh, la manera como Pablo crece, a la manera como él se forma, cómo todo eso impacta para que Pablo se convierta en, 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 en Saulo de Tarso, un hombre que prácticamente estaba decidido a, a, a prácticamente a desaparecer a todos los seguidores de Jesús. Un hombre, se podría decir, no, motivado. No, o sea, o sea e, esa era su, su fuerza motora. O sea, dentro de He sí... Was efficient. No, dentro, ese, no, dentro de sí, él estaba haciendo lo correcto. Right. O sea, That, that's a big point. O sea, there. O sea, yeah. en sí él no estaba equivocado. O sea, yeah. en sí él estaba defendiendo todo lo que lo que él había sido enseñado que. Right. Pero en realidad no era lo que verdaderamente tenía él que hacer. But let's let's dive deeper there. Let's get into the waves a little bit there because there's something beautiful there almost. In in the sense that a lot of times we go through life and we go through certain processes that guess what i think god allows those for a reason oh for sure so no, definitely there's no paul no there's no, no. no goat 
there's Paul is not known as the greatest apostle of all time had he never been Saul of Tarsus. Oh, yeah, definitely. Had he never had the level of organization, the level of yes. strategy, the level of execution, the level of knowledge of scriptures to the point where he could have executed and existed at a high level. Because the funny part is, Everyone knew who he was. Oh yeah, you have to remember yeah. that he was a Roman citizen. He was famous. He, he he. This guy was he, he travels. The apostles feared him. Yeah. The great Peter was like, bro, yeah. we know he, who that guy. No, is. no. I mean, he yeah. he he traveled. I mean, he knew all the area. Like like, si alguien podía eh, prácticamente llevar el evangelio. That's the crazy part. Yeah. A los gentiles era él. Because he's from Tarsus. Y lo vamos y lo vamos a ver en las cartas yeah. cuando le escribe a los Efesios. Cuando le escribe a los Gálatas, cuando le escribe a los Corintos, cuando le escribe a los Tesalonicenses, la, 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 la calidad de escritor, la calidad de hombre, cuando les empieza a hablar a todos ellos. O sea, no había persona más capacitada en ese tiempo, en ese momento, que era, él, him. Que era él. O sea, ni a un Pedro. Nope. It's crazy because what I read, if we read Acts, there's evidence where, guess what? Who do they send? They, Peter... The big apostle Peter sends his boy, Bernabes, mm -hmm. Bernabe, he dice, hey, you need to go find this guy because this guy qualifies to go and, because they were, it's crazy. We'll get into that of what happens, but the whole explosion in the church in Antioch of Correcto. how the apostles are like, what are we going to do now? Yeah. We can't go there. We, we need to find someone who can, but we, you see, that's crazy though, because there's a whole other phase to Paul. I think that's the most, in my opinion, from what I was studying, I think that's the phase I like about him the most. Is is Paul fleeing? Is Paul in persecution? Is when the, the role flips. Exacto, exacto. That phase of Paul oh, no, is sí, crazy. Claro. You know? Y prácticamente ahí, ahí cerraríamos prácticamente tu, tu inquietud cuando eh, él es mordido sí. por la serpiente en, en Malta. Eh, en, sus, en su, lo que le podemos llamar en el decaso de su, de, de, de su mm. trayectoria. O sea, un hombre, un hom ahora, mira, hay, hay algo que a mí me impacta. A mí me impacta algo muy tremendo y lo tocamos en uno de nuestros podcasts de Maná del Cielo. Eh, Shout el, out Maná del Cielo. Eh, Yo go follow Maná del Cielo eh, on Instagram. What? What el, is it? Eh, mi Maná del Cielo. En la próxima, y te prometo, eh, te voy a, te voy a eh, traer la información, lo que Pablo sufre por llevar este evangelio. I got it. I have the scripture. I mean, fue, I mean, eh, eh, si alguien pasó. You were going to go and read eh, the second, second Corinthians. Yes. Si, 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 si alguien pasó eh, eh, cosas, fue oh, yeah. él. Pero lo vamos a dejar allí porque eh, para, que, para que él se le cambió eh, eh, flipped, alguien guys. alguien podría decir yeah. you no know, lo que le hizo a Esteban lo que le hizo he paid it back it's crazy because I mean, pero this, eh, this guy that we're talking about here I mean ultimately the, the core of this is is we're diving deep we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take our time with this we're gonna keep exploring these topics and I encourage you guys you know wh whoever's listening to this if if you felt like this was a blessing to you if you felt like you learned something if you felt like hey you know what I spent a good time listening to these guys let us know. Let us know what you're going through. Let us know what you're experiencing. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us. We, we want to have this be an open dialogue. We want this to be an open conversation because at the end of the day, I feel like what's been happening with the pandemic and, you know, all of these negativity that's been going out, there's enough of that. Yeah. There's enough negativity. And at the end of the day, we're just here like two guys 
you know, on a Monday afternoon, just having a good time, talking, diving deep into some text and really just growing, growing as people, growing as individuals. And if you felt like at any point of this you connected and resonated, then that's that's our goal. That's our mission with this is not to, you know, whatever it may be at the end of the day, we want you guys to be blessed. And we want you guys, we want to be blessings the same way that we are blessed by people who have impacted our lives. I know in my life, I have a lot of people who I look up to who who have shaped me to be where I'm at today. And I know there's a lot of young people who can, 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 can benefit from that too, you know, benefit from those words and benefit from, from the knowledge that's available out there. You know, having such a valuable resource like yourself is truly, truly a benefit. And like I said, guys, let's, let's stump this guy. He's a professor. He's humble, but he has over, we got a lot of things that we can dive into. And if you guys can just drop it there in the comments, drop it wherever you're reading this, let us know where you're hearing from. And we just want to build a community. Amén. God bless you. Bueno, Dios les bendiga a todos y esperamos que eh, continúen en los próximos episodios. Eh, les deseamos lo mejor. Eh, y bueno, si estás pasando por algún momento difícil, pues también escríbenos. Eh, queremos orar por ti. Y sobre todo, creo, eh, Samuel, eh, lo más importante para mí es que debemos de vernos como hijos de Dios. Tenemos un Padre que nos ama, un Padre que nos comprende, nos entiende. Eh, cualquier situación en la cual tú te encuentres, nomás abre tu corazón ahí donde tú estás y deja que, que el amor de Dios eh, venga, la misericordia de Dios llene tu corazón. Y por muy persona mala, yo creo que si hemos hablado de alguien malo, Pablo eh, fue uno de los, sure. de los más tremendos. Y si él eh, prácticamente alcanzó el perdón, la misericordia, eh, su vida fue transformada, no me cabe duda que tu vida también... Eh, puede ser transformada, puede ser cambiada y eso es prácticamente la intención de este, de este podcast hablando de este personaje llamado eh, Saulo de Tarso que de más tarde fue Pablo, uno de los tremendos eh, escritores prácticamente de todo el Nuevo Testamento así yeah. que si Dios lo pudo hacer con él, lo puede hacer contigo tan pronto just remember guys, it's all gonna be okay and that no matter what you're going through no matter what's going on there is hope and there is better things to come and we love you guys don't forget stay wavy Yee.